Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review, doing a longer, deeper dive into the Matt Taibbi um, conversation. There's so much in there. We got some highlights. What do we got, Todd? Uh, a few highlights for me. We're talking about the Governor Whitmer case, mm. uh, Epstein files. Where are they? Why does nobody care about them anymore? And are fact-checking websites legit? That's a few of many. Mm. And also the Twitter files, how search engines are suppressing searches, and then good old cancel culture, the effects, and how to survive it. Let's start the show. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. He opened up hard with the Twitter files. I mean, you know, Matt's taken what sounds like a pretty deep dive into those. Yeah, and why is no one talking about them other than independent journalists? I mean, is anyone else talking about it other than Matt Taibbi? Not enough people. Come on, this is a huge story. I wonder why. massive. Like, what is it just because ultimately... They're worried that it kind of leans against some sort of bias that benefited media in the first place? Well, I think throughout this entire conversation, we learn exactly why it's not part of the mainstream media, and that is because the mainstream media has an agenda that is not about truth anymore. Sad enough. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs. But you would think they also, they're trying to sell whatever they're saying they want people to tune in and surely people would be interested in that especially with like kind of a collusion where government intelligence agencies have been you know almost in bed with these um social media companies you would absolutely think that it would be a huge story and i don't know the reason why is is it because of the people paying for advertisement on mainstream media hmm is it because the government is also paying mainstream media? If they're paying Twitter off, why wouldn't they be, be paying CNN or CN, MSNBC or Fox or any of these other companies? It's the same thing, right? Yeah, that seems like a bit of a conflict of interest right there. I mean, it's a huge one. But if they're paying off Twitter, we know this now from these Twitter files, why wouldn't they be paying off any other news conglomerate? It's the same thing. It's just mm. not social media. We're still watching it. Right? Yeah. Where's where are those files? Where are those files, bro? <laughs> Probably it in is, someone's Corvette. It's it is crazy how out of touch the mainstream media is. And I and it's I love hearing Joe Rogan talk about how it's I mean it's it's a it's a burning building, man. It's really I feel like it's gonna come crashing down soon, but you know. Maybe maybe it won't. Maybe it'll go another five years or so. But I feel like it's it's about to crash and burn because people do not trust the system anymore. They're just uh, left and right. Well, people it highlights it. an important point that Joe kind of hit on and Matt backed up 
is like take CNN for example. Their viewership numbers are in the toilet. Yeah. Right. They've just been crashing ever since Trump got out of office. They also made CNN Plus or you know whatever their subscription thing was that was a complete failure and cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Like why would anyone pay for something that? Nobody wants to watch for free, or very few people watch. Mm-hmm. Then they have giant buildings in mul- <coughs> excuse me, multiple cities. How do they pay for that? Where is the money coming from? I mean, people are obviously still advertising with them, but it must all be based on viewership numbers, and their ads just must not be worth anything what they were. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about the numbers, but... I do know that a lot of people are going to these independent sources now, and these independent sources seem to me a lot more legit and a lot more honest. Yeah, they just seem more reasonable. You know? In a lot of ways. I mean, they talked about how you can't have a Republican and a independent or even a, uh, you know any sort of conflicting ideas with two different people <clears throat> having a conversation like Sagar, Sagar and Crystal, right? Mm-hmm. With talking points. That's an independent thing. It's great to see two people have, you know, different uh, ideologies politically, but also be able to come to agreements, also be able to just have a debate. You don't see that with mainstream media anymore. You just don't. It's and if just- it is, it's 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 it's... They purposely have, you know, someone like Hannity, (laughs) right, which they talk about, how Hannity is just this strong American patriot who is a conservative, and he makes the, you know, the other guy look like a weak, Combs Combs look like this weak, you know, liberal who no one wants to, no one's looking up to. Yeah, right? that show. They, they do that on purpose. That that was an odd show for sure. And it just goes to show that the, there's an agenda, right? So it's crazy. I mean... They don't want to show people getting along that are also well-informed and, you know, have different opposing ideologies in politics. But I right. think in a lot of ways that that's helpful to see that. You know, to understand a different point of view. There's so many echo chambers that you got to be careful not to fall into. And I see it so much with my friends. And they, they're they just like moving further and further one way mm-hmm. on the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you get into conversations. I get into conversations with them. And it's like they just, they just laugh at anything that isn't 100% what they believe. Mm. And they defend it like they work for either the president or the other party. And don't you think that has a lot to do with what they're watching, whether it's Fox News on one side or CNN on the other? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a big part of it. But is that exclusively why? I mean, I can watch things and I don't just get pulled. That's true. Like rampantly to one side or another. In fact, I can hear a lot of the same story and still be suspicious of it. I can still go, wait a second, this just doesn't add up. And then, you know, you kind of get berated for it. It's like, well, but that's what all the scientists said, or that's what everyone on this side is saying. It's like, okay. But I, 
I'm not required to agree. Right. I just want to know what's going on. I just want to be open-minded. What happened to people being open-minded? You're not allowed to be. Got to be closed-minded now, Todd. Come on. 2023, wake up. Well, and then go to sleep. Let's on a on a positive note here. <laughs> let's let's look at Taibi's subscribers. He's got thirty thousand subscribers on his Substack. They're paying fifty bucks a year. That's one point five million. Go, Matt Taibi. Well done, sir. What's up? Well, that done. is freaking amazing. That's the new media. Get out there, do your own thing. Yeah, subscribe. Fifty bucks and is not that much for a year. No, it's not much, dude. And you're getting high quality. You know, news articles written from somebody written by somebody who doesn't have to listen to a boss anymore. He's yeah. just he's just creating he, independent journalism. And even he says he's not always going to be right. He of had a few not. articles that he wrote back in the day, and then you know uh, realized that it didn't make sense, and he was wrong, and wrote something else, and apologized about it. That's good, right? Take some ownership. Take some accountability. I mean, I can trust somebody like that. I'd, in a lot of ways, I'd be happy to trust somebody that is, you know, wrong often, but puts his neck out there and is willing to adjust. And that also tells you something important. Even when you're reading from maybe Matt's Substack, and you know something just doesn't sit with you, it's okay. You don't have to 100% agree with him because maybe later he adjusts his stance on it and it's different. But he's giving you an update. He's telling you what he is researched and looked into, what he believes, and you know you take it for what it is. It's like you, I, th- I think it just gets dangerous when people outsource their own ability to think with what the news is telling them. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets scary because then it's just mind control. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Ever dreamt of having an extra hour in your day? What if that hour was all about being and doing something you love? Going to the cafe, petting a strange dog, reading a book, or just being there for a loved one? We all wish we had more time, but the real question is, time for what? Imagine if time was unlimited. How would you spend it? Figuring that out just might be the key to unlocking a more fulfilled life. And you know what can help? Therapy. It's like your personal guide to discovering what truly matters to you so you can make you a priority. Whether you've personally experienced the transformative power of therapy or not, one thing's for sure. Therapy isn't just for those who've been through major trauma. It's a game changer for learning positive coping skills, setting boundaries, and becoming the best version of yourself. Therapy can be your secret weapon to navigate the complexities of life. Thinking about giving therapy a shot? BetterHelp is here for you. The best part? It's all online. Designed to be incredibly convenient, flexible, and can be tailored to your schedule. No need to rearrange your life to fit in therapy sessions. BetterHelp adapts to you. Getting started is a breeze, my friends. Just fill out a quick questionnaire and you'll be matched with a registered therapist. Plus, if you ever feel like switching therapists, no sweat. It's free to switch till you find the right one for you. So, BetterHelp opens the door to mental health professionals with a wide range of expertise. And because you're part of the JRER community, you get an exclusive 10% off your first month. Just head to betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-R, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-R. Start your journey today for a better you. Well, you look at what happened with Matt at Rolling Stone. I mean, he was one of their most brilliant writers for, what, 15, 20 years? I mean, yeah, a while. 
long time. And as soon as he was trying to report something about Russiagate and talking about, you know, maybe these these aren't bots. Maybe what's happening is not from Russia and it's from something else. And he started questioning these things and Rolling Stone didn't want to print it. And I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for him working f- under somebody else, right? And now he's getting, you know, he on the New Yorker or NewYorkMag.com, they're, they're saying, what happened to Matt Taibbi? The former darling of the liberal media is now one of its loudest critics. He says he hasn't changed. Well, I don't think he's changed. They're trying to portray him as somebody who's turned against his own party. He hasn't. He's still just an honest dude. He's still liberal. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to paint this picture of him like he went fucking nuts. Because that's easy to do. Right. But but what to Joe's point, during a lot of this conversation is like, that's what's ruining the media. They're actually, by saying these things now and by berating him and saying that he's one thing when he's not, it's actually going to be the downfall of mainstream media. Well, to your point, you know what's going to be like a huge wake-up call for some people is when the left starts calling Bill Maher, you know. Bill Maher? Bill Maher, like a far-right guy. Which they probably will, even though he's nowhere near it. Some may have started. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's been speaking out on his HBO show for some time about certain aspects of things his party, which he loves Mm -hmm. and has represented heavily with comedy for two decades or more. And, you know, he just has some gripes. And he's like, this is a problem. We need to stop doing this. Yeah. Well, don't you think Bill Maher is more concerned about just the things we are that are being focused on in the Democratic Party these days? Yeah, I think so. The things that he doesn't feel are important are the things that are on the top of the list, you know, cancel culture. it's, It's what it seems like, focusing way too much on that and... You know things happening at universities, but uh, it's not like that anyone's focusing so much on what's happening in the universities. It's just led into this like woke everything, and he brings it back to where is the source, where is the starting. Well, it's sad that actually, you know what? I I I, I take that back. I don't think it's sad. I think this new form of journalism, this independent media, that it's where it's at. It's where it's going. It's just going to destroy the big time guys. And they, I feel like they know it and they're, they're scrambling because if you want to be a journalist nowadays, unless you want to just listen to your boss and you have this top down hierarchy of people telling you what to do. Okay. Then go work for mainstream media because that's what it is now. You don't have the old school type of journalism that we had in the seventies where people are reporting on real stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like the New York times was respected. Is it anymore? I don't know. I don't read it. Well, something that Joe said is like these news broadcasters and journalists today are almost just spokespeople of the narrative. So, yeah. you know, they don't get to be honest with themselves. And and yeah. then Matt makes the comparison that Rachel Maddow is basically the same thing as like a Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Right? They do it in the same way. They make strong arguments 
that are like when I say strong, it's like from their political end. It's like this is the fact. Right. Everyone else is dumb, and they you never hear any of those types of pundits just be like, oh, actually, you know, the the other party had a pretty good point the other week. Right. It because that the fear of doing that, it, you almost get trapped in well, your own speech. But it but. Don't we know that it's already scripted? I mean, does Rachel Mad Maddow is that is that really her individual talking points? Are those really hers? She's no. Okay. No. Just like on the other end, Bill O'Reilly. We he's not even around anymore. But when he was, when he had a show, were those really his talking points? I mean, that guy's a fucking lunatic. Sorry, he's yeah, crazy. Well, they just have writers. Exactly. You know? It's and not they, even they're just their... reading a prompt and. You know, pr- probably though at like di- smoothie dinner parties and when they're out and hobnobbing and maybe doing private speeches <laughs> places that, you know, that the, he, they're going to sound the same. So maybe even if originally they had more independent thought, they probably just trained themselves into this spokesperson for a party. And it's like, that's all they do. Everything they say is pro that. And to even suggest that they would have a different opinion jeopardizes everything that they are. That's just sad. It's I mean, not. Where- it's not who I want to listen to. It's not the type of news I want to get. You know, it's it's worrying. It really is. Yeah, man. It. But again, on a positive note, I'll keep saying it. This independent journalism is sub. Things like Substack are changing that narrative and people are able to make money off of subscribers and get to actually be journalists again. Mm -hmm. We just have to get more people to subscribe to Substack and go on to these other, what's the one that Russell Brandt's on? Uh, Humble, Bumble, Bumble. Bumble. Okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't checked that out yet. Yep. But again, that's a subscriber based platform, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Sam Harris did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like he takes no ads and he's on no major platforms. He only gives like an hour of his podcast. Everything else is through his website. And you either pay him to find out what he's saying or you don't. And there we go. That's what's awesome. And it's it's cool that he still gives you an hour too because he doesn't really want a paywall. But it's his way of staying separate from, you know, at least payment pressures. Mm. I, so, I guess the only fear there is eventually you pander to your own audience, which, you know, ultimately over time might just be the same thing yeah. to some degree. But there's always some time. You've got time to kind of – and more freedom to kind of stay in your pocket. And by then, there'd be newer media people doing it. Like I like the idea that there is energy to push in this direction yeah. of independent media. Hell yeah. Well, okay, so let's go through our talking points here. Mm. So your second talking point, search engines. This one was freaking scary and eye-opening. Dude, I've kind of stopped using Google. Are you using DuckDuckGo now? I have been, yeah. I like that one. And, you, and you know, it is interesting. Like, I do notice a difference with the searches. It's almost like when I search for certain things in Google... I already am perceiving what kind of results I'm going to get, and it lines up. 
And then when you go to DuckDuckDuckGo and write it in, you you get it. It's across the board. It's all different things. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean. No, I tried it out. You can just. different. You can. Tr- it's usually always political, right? And there's a bias in there, you know, or something with COVID, things like that. You do it in DuckDuckGo, and you just get stories from all over the place. Well, Grogan was talking about the guy who had adverse, the Florida doctor who had adverse reactions mm-hmm. to the vaccine. He Googled it. Nothing showed up. And then he, he duck, duck, goed it. And there you go. He f- saw the story. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. And that was a while ago. You know, duck, duck, go has improved quite a lot. And there's something to that. I mean, and it doesn't just necessarily mean, oh, only use that platform for certain types of searches as well. I think it's beneficial in a lot of ways to kind of start using them across the board. I think it's just interesting to use both of them and see the different subjects you Mm -hmm. get. That's really the best way to do it is, you know, search both and then check out kind of what came up and notice the difference. What's weird too on the Google one often is I'll go to the news and I won't even type anything. I just go to news and see what kind of news that it pops up for me. Mm. And um, it's just interesting to see what they decide is the most important thing that I should be paying attention to. And it's often just realistically so unimportant, half of it. It's just some sort of like political squabble or, you know, something about a document here and there. It's, you know, you can even write in Twitter files, and there'd be articles about what it is, but it, nothing gets to the meat of it. Well, that brings up the Wikipedia thing. So it's actually showing up on Wikipedia now. Oh, the Twitter files? Yeah. Who? So I was under the impression that it wasn't showing up according to their talk, but maybe... Does it say know. when it was like last edited? Let's see. They may have just put it up. I was going to say it I mean, may when have you, just gone up after, when 13 after this talk. million listens have gone out on a podcast. Well, because now there's a shit ton of stuff about the Twitter files on here. Hmm. So this, this let's see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, that was disappointing to hear. But, you know, I guess to some degree, maybe Wikipedia has to have certain rules, right? And they're going off maybe a slightly older system, being that, oh, it needs to be a story that's been heavily vetted by mainstream media before we can, you know, kind of make an official page about it. Last However, twenty first of February. Sorry. Oh, today. But you know those pages do get kind of tweaked every day, so it's hard to tell when all that was added. I wish we had checked right after mm. the Rogan show. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Well, it's up there now. So that's there we go. Cool. Check it out. Check it out if you dare. If you dare. What about the Epstein list? Come on. Well, <clears throat> here's the problem with most people in America. We all suffer from amnesia, and we don't remember that things are important, and we move on to the next thing. It's like we all see squirrels every five minutes, and we forget about these crazy things that have happened in the news, and it's insane that we don't have people freaking out about this anymore. I mean, it's unreal. There's no way that guy killed himself in jail. It's already been... I mean, didn't they already say that he was strangled? There was no way that that was from, what, a bed sheet? That he that he hung himself from a bed sheet? That was the story? And the the guy who did the autopsy said that there's no way that it was a strangulation, right? Mm-hmm. But, but the camera somehow... Oh, that was broken. Was broken. I mean, there's just so much that's iffy about that story. And well, it was either really good luck for everybody involved, no, or um, they did it. I mean, it almost seems so obvious. It was like comical. But well, isn't it? Wasn't the the gal that was with him? Uh, oh gosh, what was her name? Margot. Oh, Jelaine Maxwell. Maxwell, yeah. Isn't she on trial right now? She is. And they, you know, they haven't said much about, I mean, they really That hasn't been in the news, has it? It was, it was a bit here and there, but not kind of the same. Sentence, oh, no, 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 sentenced to 20 years in prison. Wait, that was on June 28th. Okay. Hold on. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic here, but yeah, it's crazy. You know, we have some names. On that list now, I mean, um, let's see what it says. Okay, who flew on Epstein's plane? Well, first, top of the list, Newsweek put Trump, then Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker, Bill Gates, Prince Mm -hmm. Andrew, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, Senator John Glenn, the... Senator Majority Leader George Mitchell. I mean, I'm sure the list is much longer, but uh, I guess there's a list now. So there you go. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess the question really, that should be in order of how many times people did and how recently. It's like... Yeah, I mean, look, again, we're just, we're not getting the real news. I mean, who on Substack is reporting this? Let's find out who's reporting this on Substack. Is there somebody who's actually digging into this stuff? We don't know, because we're not seeing it on mainstream media. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right, what else do we have? Cancel culture. Should Cancel we go there? culture. Well, I mean, the big one, they talk about, you know, how Joe had to navigate that. I mean, he's a prime example. Now, he's someone that made it through and gained 2 million subscribers. And then, um, who was the one guy, I forget, but he said potentially the free press that Rogan had could have been worth something in the range of like $300 million. Oh, yeah, because he got so much press that was bad, which actually ended up being good. Yeah. 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 Press is press, man. Well, they say that, right? Yeah. 
Even bad press is good press. Absolutely, because you're in you're in people's heads. Mm-hmm. They wanna they wanna look at what you're doing, regardless. But I mean that helped Joe out massively, to be honest. I mean, huge spike, and that's the thing about cancel culture is people are learning now how to navigate it. It's not as powerful as people thought, depending on what it is, obviously. But when it's a blatant attack. I mean, it almost is making these people stronger. What did you think about this whole Governor Whitmere? I have that down as one of the talking points. I know they didn't go over it a ton, but Rogan has brought this up several times, how 12 of the 14 people in that case were actually FBI informants. Mm -hmm. How is this not getting talked about still? I mean, has this ever been... Really, in the media, like what these poor guys, these two guys, and I'm not saying what they did was right. I think it's fucked up, but they were clearly influenced by people working in our own government. What is the point of our tax dollars going to this? I just don't get it. Yeah, it's it's like entrapment cases with you know um, people that have gone to jail for marijuana, and then basically all the police have done is like supply them with a big amount of drugs and then arrest them right afterwards. Right. It was like, yeah, maybe they could have done. I mean, what are you arresting people there for? That they have like fragile moral compass? Yeah, I've always kind of wondered that about those shows that they have those cars. What are they called? Where they leave a car, and um, you know, it's like unlocked. Oh, and they wait for somebody to go uh-huh. in there and steal those, those steal kind of cars. Of a name, I pass, forget. Pass out drunk in it? Well, no, they just get in and <laughs> drive off, and then the car shut off. And it's like, yeah, okay. So these guys, this guy stole the car for sure. But, you know. You really like, enticed him to do it. It's There's got to be a line there that you got to draw. Mm. And it, it gets a bit dangerous. Yeah. A lot of free candy in those cars. I don't know, man. It's It just seems like we should be using our tax dollars for more important things. I mean... We could go on and on well, about that. Well, it's not like we're running out of criminals. Just go catch the ones that have already committed the crimes. Right. Like you don't have to easy, make new yeah, crimes. How easy are we trying to make it for people, for these cops? <clears throat> and what about, dude, the fact-checking websites? Okay. Oh, this is good. I've used Snopes. I didn't realize it was super left-leaning. I typically am a pretty liberal dude. But I'm also very open-minded. You could change my mind. I'm all about a debate. Doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that if these things are biased, what the fuck is the point of having a fact-checking website if it's biased? How, like, what? I guess the question is... How do we know? How do we know? It's difficult, right? Because, because... Yeah, how do you, how do you monitor that? Right, so there's there's one option. What you could do is create like an average of all the fact checking sites, and see what the average is. But again, if m- m- the majority of them lean one way politically, then all it'd be is a higher average in that direction. It it's just slippery that way. Well, yeah, and how do you know? I mean, we've got. I mean, there's a ton of them. There's factcheck.org, there's Snopes, there's Pol- PolitiFact, Washington Post, Fact Checker, Sidecheck, Flack Check. 
Yeah. I mean, you would think there would be one that kind of, that looks through all of these, like some sort of algorithm that would go through all of these sites, right? That gives you something that's unbiased. They've already shown that chat GBT, for whatever reason, has been programmed to be biased under certain conditions. So this has already been written into the program to some degree. That's cool. Yeah, I I like that because we're gonna well, we're gonna need it. For example, so I have this good friend, Trevor. Love this guy. I've known him forever, and I respect his opinion. He will send me. It will make a point and then send me like a fact check thing, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, this is facts, and I get what he's doing. It makes sense. It's like, how can we know a fact then, or what could be potentially? a fact however it's like it still doesn't make it more of a fact if it is coming from a fact checking place that might be biased that's inherently now is it the most correct over anything else that you can figure out i don't know i just i honestly do feel like people are outsourcing their ability to make their own decisions to these biased systems. And it's not that you won't have your own biases, but at least it's yours. At least you can be reassessing it and you don't have to just believe something that you're, you know, that you've been fed. Yeah, man. I mean, we have to, we definitely need to figure out why or how to fact check the, fact check the fact checkers, right? Maybe AI is the, is the answer to that. It's been under fire. I mean, I'm looking at this article right now from NPR in 2012, political fact-checking under fire. We're talking 13 years ago, 12 yeah. years ago. Yeah. We're talking about this. So What what intrigues me about AI is the idea that you could potentially write in a program that teaches it how to be unbiased. So even though it's collecting right. a lot of information, it could categorize it all, maybe even spot some of the potential biases and make a more neutral response to it. You know, it it could like weed through those things for us potentially. Mm. Oh, absolutely. But again, you know, we've already seen that there's a built-in bias. So what does that mean? You know, and and this is just in this country. I was thinking about this the other day. If there's already a political bias in these AIs right now, so we, we're not getting the whole story, you know? Which we already know is happening. Yeah, well, we've seen it. Yeah. So imagine what it's like in other countries. Imagine if you're from, you know, you're just a person growing up in China, right? It's not your fault that your country behaves the way it does politically, and you're just trying to live your life, and you're just trying to get some information about, you know, how things in China are perceived while you make decisions about how to continue living. So you check with the AI system and it's made by companies that are primarily American maybe or Western and they're going to have some answer that doesn't really help you make any decisions. Maybe it's like super anti-Chinese and Well, I don't even think you'd be able to use the fact checking thing in Yeah, well they China. can't they can't really get on the internet. But that's right. not the point. It's just like the point that something you know, a country so far away, 
that is just trying to get information about how you know their own government works and is there any benefit maybe to their government even though it is often corrupt or et cetera, et cetera. And it just gives them nothing but like, no, corrupt, it's not going to work, that's a mess. Like no positives because of these built-in biases. I don't know mm -hmm. how you work around it. I mean, there's no way I could work on that committee. I'm far too dumb for that. Well, and and another talking point here that I have on, on our list is <clears throat> I didn't realize that PayPal could freeze your account. You're talking about PayPal freezing your account? Yeah. What? Seriously. What is going on, man? That Or like ch um, charge you a fine? Yeah. Now, how does that even work? And why are they even getting into... What is this, like, on the chat rooms in PayPal? Like, how is a bank even getting involved in things like this? It just seems like we're overstepping our boundaries here. I mean, PayPal is used to send money to places via the Internet. Why is PayPal freezing people's accounts? Hmm. It says its face, this is a, a month ago. PayPal faces lawsuit for freezing customer accounts and funds. Uh, let's see if it says why. It would not tell them why their funds have been frozen, the plaintiff said in their complaint. Uh, let's see. Had been a PayPal user for 20, 22 years, said the website seized $26,984 from her account six months ago. So this just happened. Another guy, another $42,000 seized. It doesn't really say how or why. Did, um, they, did they give it back? I don't know. It looks like this is an ongoing case right now. Uh, da, 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 da. This poker player, some random poker player, Chris Moneymaker. Mm. Good name for a poker player. Mm -hmm. uh, freezing their funds for six months. Um. Yeah, sorry, it doesn't really say why. So yeah, there's that seems like a terrible precedent, though. A slippery slope, especially because wasn't Elon one of the co-founders of that originally? That was like one of his first businesses. Yeah, yeah. And now that he's gone and trying to represent free speech in Twitter, that this company that. He left. It shouldn't have anything to do with it at all. They're just a bank, right? It's basically like the first Venmo that honestly doesn't work as well as Venmo. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of this stuff seems legit, right? You have an abnormally large amount of money in your account. It's way above your average. Someone has filed a complaint against your business, series of chargebacks. Your website has questionable content. Uh, your account is not up to date. Someone you logged, someone has logged into your PayPal account. So a lot of these are probably legit, but what they were talking about was more of a freedom of speech thing. It's like because they were selling certain things, they weren't able to, you know, their account was frozen or whatever because maybe PayPal didn't like what they were selling, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's some bias there for sure. Well, this kind of goes back into the Canadian trucker thing. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. So you got these truckers that decide Such they bullshit, don't want dude. to have the vaccine, you know, like mandatory. 
in order to do their jobs. Yeah, and that's their right. Also, they're in a truck on their own most of the day. It's like they're pretty secluded people. And their bank society. accounts were frozen, right? Well, so people were support, supporting the, the protests and giving Bitcoin and other things and basically funding it because the, these people weren't working while they were protesting. And in order right. to keep the protest going, people needed money. They needed to get paid. And, you know, it, like I guess in the same way that Black Lives Matter was funded so that they could keep that, you know, movement going. Which I think ultimately turned into uh, quite a lot of misuse of funds as people were just buying houses and not really representing the cause at all. And I don't know if that was happening exactly on the trucker side, if people ended up just buying new trucks and making a lot of money off it. But it, it seemed like early on, they were just trying to protest. Mm -hmm. Trudeau was really calling them... <sighs> It, saying that it was all about hate speech and I think even making references to like extremist groups and saying that they were massively disruptive. The scariest part was, you know, what a protest is. It's like to speak out about the government's behavior. And he and Trudeau is even saying, well, you, you know, we support protests as long as they don't speak against the narratives that we're trying to put down. Well, he was saying it was an insult to truth, which is so far from the truth. That's, I mean, Trudeau calls trucker protests an insult to truth, is what he said. Hmm. Well, he's an insult to protesters then. Look, if you're a president or a prime minister or you have that sort of power... And you're saying that protests are an insult to truth. That is sickening because I don't care who you are. Protests are what this country was founded on. I don't know about Canada. I'm talking about the United States of America here. Without us prote protesting against England, England, which is your favorite country. Well, <laughs> controversial. <laughs> anyway. If, like, come on, man, that's that's freedom. That's freedom. You speak your own voice. And, uh, you know, I was surprised to see Trudeau do that because I I used to think Trudeau was a good guy. Look, and I think this happens with a lot of politicians. Is they wear blackface too many times. Well, I just... And they I, lose it. I personally... This wasn't that long ago where I respected the man, but after he says something like that to these protesters... Come on, man. That just like shows your your cards. You're you're really for you to say that, that's that's such a judgment of character that is so beyond cool. I mean, these people are just doing what they think is right. Whether you believe in what the truckers were doing or not, that is their right to stand up against what they believe. And there's rules to that's protesting, right? You it. can't you can't have violent protests. No, they you weren't can't being be smashing violent. stuff up. But you are allowed to disagree to any level that you want as long as it's within the realm of, um, you know, like the legal requirements of a protest. And it sounded like that was it. I mean, maybe blocking roads goes outside that of that. That was a little much. It was a little much. You know, but they weren't smashing up all the buildings. 
And we've seen protests that have done that recently that weren't really closed down. It's it's a tricky one, man. All right. Well, I want somebody on Substack to tell me how much Pfizer was paying Trudeau. Okay. I'm just going to go there. Oh, like direct <laughs> payments. Let's see how many houses he has. Oh, man. It's just a shame. I mean, it's a shame. But look, again, these these independent media sites are going to change all of this. We just need to, we need to start following this stuff because mainstream media is not giving us the truth. They haven't been for a long time. Well, the, but and this people is are another, finally figuring it out. This is another problem. And Sam Harris actually had a post on, I think, his Instagram today talking about how, you know, there's like this new push ever since COVID for people to do their own research. Yeah. Obviously, Good. that's problematic because people aren't necessarily doing research. They're just seeing, you know, hit pieces and jumping to conclusions right. and going against narratives. So, yeah. Which is dangerous. It, that is dangerous because then it's like, who do you believe in? And it's almost training people to turn away from the professionals, which I completely understand is inherently a problem. But at the same point, if you just sit there and you're in Canada and you're listening to Trudeau and you're like, well, this is the government saying this, so those protesters must be bad. Well, hold on. It's it's like we're, we're in murkier waters mm. now when mm -hmm. it comes to information. It's almost like we have too much and we don't know where to look. Absolutely. But does it mean that you stop trying? I think it says go back to your gut more. And you have to work a little bit harder to find what's true and what's not, right? Mm-hmm. And pff, I don't know if we ever do. And, well, and also it comes back to this new idea that we actually, and this isn't a new idea, we actually have a lot more in common than we think we do if we just stop watching the mainstream media. They want us to fight each other when really if we sat down and had a whiskey or a beer or a coffee or whatever you drink, tea, and you sat down and you had a conversation with somebody, whether you agree with them or not, if you just sat down and talked to them as a human, you're going to find out that there's a lot more similarities than differences across the board. I think that's a great conclusion to this one. Yeah, buddy. You know, that's what ultimately we need more of. And maybe that does mean like disconnecting a little bit from a lot of the mainstream news. It doesn't mean don't be informed. Right, you want to know what's going on, but carefully pick what you lean into, and try and spot those biases that are probably you're being fed as carefully as possible, and also those damn echo chambers. Like, listen, if you're a Democrat and even far left, have some Republican friends, find some, make some friends with them, try and have a conversation. The yeah. other way around is also true. Try and do that. I mean, they recommend that with, you, you, you see that guy that talked, uh, who was the black musician that talked the KKK guys from leaving the group? Oh, right. Yeah, he's been on Rogan a bunch of times. Love that guy. Great documentary, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a good doc. Yeah, I feel bad that I forget his name. But but that's exactly it. It's like, lean into you, even your own potential biases and have a conversation on the other side and, and get an understanding. <clears throat> Daryl you know, Davis. There we go, Daryl Davis. Love that guy. You don't have to be concerned that it's going to make you one of the bad 
things that you hate, but you'll get a better perspective and a better understanding of it. Yeah, and you know what? Thanksgiving dinner can have some political talks, okay? <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> don't do it on that day yeah. and do it before the whiskey if comes you, out. If you don't have friends that are Republican or liberal, depending on what side you're on, I know your mother and father-in-law probably will be part of that conversation. Love that. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, we just want to say a big thanks to you guys. We just hit a million downloads a month. That's a big deal for Woo-hoo. us. That's awesome. Keep it going. We really appreciate you. And talk to you later in the week. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>